Good morning, and we welcome back to the Daily Pod, State Senator Gene Lysing. Good morning to you, Senator Lysing, and how are you doing on this uh, chilly, snowy Tuesday? Well, you know, great, I guess. You know, it's January in Indiana, so what else can I say uh, other than, gee, I can't wait for spring. Uh, but <laughs> the reality is it, it's cold, and, and uh, I'm in Indianapolis this morning, and... and uh, you know, it's no fun to walk around downtown uh, at all when it is this cold. I can tell you that. So anyway, but we're doing good. And the session, the short session, has started off very quickly. Uh, we started last week, but because it is a short session, we started January the 8th, but we will have to end uh, by no later than March 14. And so... Many uh, bills are already going to be heard in committees this week of the seven bills that I filed. Uh, four of them are scheduled, three uh, in natural resources and one in education. So, so we'll see what happens uh, uh, this week. Uh, and uh, I look for um, all the committees that I'm on. I am on six committees again. I'm on health. I'm on education. I chair agriculture, I'm ranking member on natural resources, I'm on utilities, and I'm on commerce. And I expect a pretty full calendar on each of those committees. And as far as your uh, legislative priorities this year, as the uh, short uh, Indiana General Assembly session goes on uh, through uh, mid-March, what are those, uh, Gene Lysing? Well, I would tell you uh, the one where I have three bills filed that's going to natural resources, uh, the reason so many for natural resources is that I co-chaired that drainage task force committee, which uh, is still worried about the potential overreach by the Department of Natural Resources in regard to having declared many acres in Indiana to be in a state floodplain in addition to the federal floodplain maps. So many people are still unaware that their property may or may not be in a floodplain. Uh, we realized during the course of the task force that uh, the DNR, the Department of Natural Resources, had not uh, updated their, their drainage handbook uh, for since 1999, which seems almost unbelievable to me, uh, failure on their part, uh, I would say. And so the legislature, we're going to try to force them to update uh, that book because what we're finding is some people, uh, even some of our county leaders in this area, uh, are not aware of certain things that have been implemented over the last 25 years. It's crazy. So that bill is going to be heard on uh, Thursday afternoon of this week. And then there's also a bill that probably has less attention that has to do with log jams and waterways and how those could possibly be removed without getting a permit. So we'll see how that one goes. That also came as a result of the drainage task force. Then probably one of interest to your listeners, um, you know, I have been very frustrated about the deterioration of Matamora the um, actually Whitewater Canal property there uh, in 
I've just inherited, I guess you'd say, Matamor in the last redistricting that took place in, uh, this past year, and it officially became in my district uh, November uh, of 23. So I've been down there about three times, and I'm very disappointed in the fact that when the State Museum took over that property in 2011 from the Department of Natural Resources, that they obviously haven't uh, focused on maintenance, right? So we now have uh, some very serious issues there, including uh, aqueducts and um, that aren't working. The grist mill isn't working properly. They took the, the boat out of the water for maintenance, and from my perspective, looks like they improperly braced it. It broke in half. I mean, it's like a series of, oh, this can't possibly be. So my bill is going to try to move the historic sites. There are 11 of them in Indiana, and Matamore is just one of them, but places like the Cordon Old First State Capitol is one as well. And I've been told by the folks down there that that hasn't been properly taken care of either. And so we are going to try to move this back under control of the DNR. Now, that bill is going to get a hearing on Thursday, but because of money transfer that would have to go from the museums to the DNR, that bill is going to have to be recommitted to appropriations. So that means it has a longer way to go, in especially in a short session. But I'm going to continue to work on that because I think it's um, if we want any historic sites in Indiana, then we're going to have to fix what's going on now. So that's pretty important. Um, Switching gears to education, I have a a very important education bill that I think will impact um, many of our kids and their parents in regard to higher education again. And I've been working with our local person, uh, Commissioner Chris Lowry, who is the Commissioner for Higher Education, And what it's going to attempt to do is to make sure that kids that are getting AP credit and dual credit in our high schools in Indiana, that that credit truly is transferring over with grades, if they have had good academic grades, that is, and and have uh, been full-time students at at the university level, that those uh, credits transfer over to our state universities. And so I'm really anxious uh, to see if we can keep this bill uh, moving. It's scheduled for Wednesday, this Wednesday afternoon. And um, in addition to that, there's another part of that bill that's going to ask our universities to take a look at their easier bachelor's programs to see if those could be completed in three years rather than four years, you know. One of the problems with kids seeking higher education, Tom, is they actually um, struggle financially. And we worked on this to try to make sure in the last two years uh, that we passed bills to try to assist in that area. But it it would also be helpful for kids to really have uh, college credits as they go into college, which is the first part of the bill, and then also uh, depending on the bachelor's degree that they seek 
possibly being able to finish more quickly. So, so we'll see how those go. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out. We'll continue our conversation with State Senator Gene Lysing right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To-Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To-Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To-Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our chat with State Senator Gene Lysing, a Republican of Oldenburg, represents Senate District 42 at the State House. And continuing under the topic of education, Senator Lysing, uh, what are some other uh, topics and bills that are on your radar? Um, there are a couple other education bills that I really hope might get a hearing. Uh, the one, I guess, that I is not scheduled yet, but, you know, I'd be, um, oh, well, I, can't, I have to mention it, but that would be a bill that includes cursive writing. Uh, but the, the reality is there was a big survey done. Um, by the Department of Ed as a result of legislation we passed last year that says when it just simply asks schools, both uh, public and private, to respond whether or not they teach cursive. And it came out kind of the way I thought it might. 91% of our private schools are still teaching cursive writing, and only 52% are being taught cursive in our public schools. And that is creating a disparity between publics and privates. And the majority of our kids in Indiana go to public school. And you might say, does it really matter? Well, it does because uh, we're finding that we have a lot of young people now that are starting to enter the workplace, even interns at the state house, that cannot actually uh, read cursive because they've never been taught cursive. And so... uh, it is become an issue, but also in that bill this year, we have added um, spelling, and uh, which we find that some schools are no longer teaching spelling, and we also added simple printing because some kids, because their schools have gone to totally electronic devices, they're no longer using a paper and pencil at all, and so they can't even print their first and last name, much less write it. So these are concerns because guess what? I know the administration has pushed hard for failing third graders who don't pass the I-read test. And, you know, I'm saying that potentially you have to build to the point of being able to read. And if we're not teaching kids how to print letters, write letters, or spell, how do we expect them to be able to read? So... Anyway, so we'll see if that bill gets a hearing. You know, it's all up to the um, chairman of the Education Committee. And so we'll see if he schedules that in the next, really, there'll probably only be um, a total of three education meetings in the Senate because of the short session. And the first one is this Wednesday. So anyway, but there's many other things, Tom. So what would you like to talk about? Yeah, just uh, find that uh, that is uh, what Senate Bill 103, the uh, regarding the uh, cursive handwriting, spelling, and uh, print handwriting, and so forth. Uh, just as a recap here, 
And uh, you mentioned the uh, the project at uh, the the um, historic sites, and uh, this is uh, something that uh, State Representative Lindsay Patterson and I have talked about, and uh, she had mentioned uh, your work on this as well, being the uh, local representatives in uh, Metamora and Franklin County, and uh, the fact that uh, these uh, sites have uh, deteriorated, and uh, you know you're looking to uh, get these uh, these fixed, and I know that that's something that uh, she's worked hard on. Right. And, you know, in the, unfor- well, fortunately, unfortunately, in the budget bill that passed in 23, I was able on the last conference committee report to get an appropriation specifically for Matamore only. But, it, but there was a, there's always a but with money in the legislature. It's for $7 million, which would do a lot of repairs, except the budget language says that it has to be matched with local money of $7 million. Well, that's the, the you know, uh, block in this happening because, I mean, there's really, it's state property from my perspective, and I don't think the locals should even have to consider uh, coming up with the money because, and we're not talking about the shops at Matamore. We're actually talking about the state property which involves the canal, the boat, the grist mill. And so uh, I don't know. I hope we have luck getting it back to the DNR. Um, because when I talk to people actually, even about the old state capitol, they tell me that, you know, the protection around the old constitutional elm remains is in disrepair, and the roof on the capitol is in disrepair. And I mean, uh, I can't believe all of this kind of happened, but, you know, it happened over a period of 10 years, really, I guess, and uh, nobody was raising heck about it. And so as a result, we now have uh, a big challenge to try to get attention to, and I hope that this bill of mine that's being heard on Thursday afternoon will, in fact, get some attention to this issue. All right. So uh, with that, uh, State Senator Gene Lysing, how can folks uh, get a hold of you during the session if they uh, want to weigh in on a particular issue? Well, and that's a really important thing. Because the session's going to move so quickly, the best way they get should try to reach me is the 800 number. And that's 1-800-382-9467. one 800 9467 and ask for my legislative assistant and he is new uh, and his name is Jacob and just ask for Senator Lysing's legislative assistant Jacob and he will get the message to me because if they have strong feelings for or against any of these issues that I've talked about then they should you know let me know their feelings because it's uh, you know it's going to move so fast that I'm afraid if they just email or write a letter that the issue may move forward or not uh, before I even get the message. All right. So, again, that number to uh, contact Senator Lysing is 800-382-9467 and ask for her legislative All right. Ask for her legislative assistant, uh, Jacob, and they will uh, get you taken care of. Well, State Senator Gene Icing, we appreciate your time this morning. Uh, stay well, stay warm, 
and uh, look forward to uh, talking with you again in about two weeks. Hey, thank you so much for having me and giving our listeners, your listeners, a chance to be updated on what's going on in the big city of Indianapolis.